You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 276 on Now You Know. We're brought to you, as always, by our amazing Patreon patrons. You can become one of them. Head over to patreon.com slash now you know. There's some really great perks, uh, lots of different levels. Go check out what you want, and uh, you might even be able to pick up some of these mugs. How would you like to win a 2021 Ford Mustang Mach-E GT Performance? Donate $10 and you are entered for your chance to win this GT Performance Edition Mach-E with panoramic glass roof, Ford's Copilot 360 Active 2.0, Brembo brakes, and the RTR design package including 20-inch RTR Aero 5 wheels, Nitto NT555 G2 tires, and RTR Speedblock graphics. Yeah, this Mach-E GT Performance seats five with a black interior, 480 horsepower, zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds, and a range of 235 miles. And you'll be supporting a great cause, the Joey Logano Foundation. The Joey Logano Foundation uses the public platform of motorsports to invest in organizations that offer second chances to children and young adults during times of crisis. Omaze gives away one-of-a-kind prizes while donating money to chosen charities. Their sustainable approach to fundraising means that nonprofits spend less time and money raising funds and instead focus on serving the needs of their communities. So to potentially win this Ford Mustang Mach-E GT Performance and support the Joey Logano Foundation and all the incredible work they do, use this link, omaze.com slash now you know. And we're brought to you by BigBattery.com. No matter what you need to power, Big Battery can provide you with the latest battery tech at the best price per kilowatt hour guaranteed. Their batteries are easily installed, require zero maintenance, and they're made right here in the U.S. Pick up yours today at BigBattery.com and use the code now you know for 5% off at checkout. So Elon Musk is Times Person of the Year. And uh, Kimball Musk, his brother, said, congratulations, bro. I can't think of a more deserving person ever. You are changing the world and humanity for the betterment of all. Elon said, thanks, bro. Grimes says, and he cuts his own hair for this pick, too. Elon says, no stylist, no makeup either. Ha <laughs> ha. And then Serene said, did you cut little X's hair, too? Elon said, yeah. Do you think that this should be something Elon does or maybe he should uh, have someone else do it? Like, I know he's vertically integrated and he doesn't want to, like, sub out anything. But I feel like you can sub out haircuts occasionally. If I was going to go on Time Magazine Person of the Year, which would be a great honor and I would very much appreciate. But I'll wait till later in my career. I would say, Time, what do you think I should do? (laughs) 
And if they were like, well, we don't know. I wouldn't cut my own hair. I have done that once and I won't do it again. (laughs) Not to be outdone, Newsweek said from PayPal to Tesla and the final frontier, no challenge seems too big for Elon Musk. While drawing comparisons to Thomas Edison and with even bolder ventures on the way, Musk has earned his place in our Newsweek Disruptors Hall of Fame. And Elon says, thanks. And I think it's great that Elon got this distinction on Time magazine. I mean, hopefully, like Saturday Night Live, it brings what Elon is doing into more people's consciousness. But I'm afraid that there are many Elon haters out there who, just like when he was a kid, they don't get him. And instead, they see his differences and they just think he's weird. And when you ask these people, because I've done it, it's like, OK, what what's weird about him? They can't really answer you. They'll be like, yeah, it's Twitter. And I'll be like, okay, what tweets? And they'll be like, just all of them. And I mean, it doesn't help that he cuts his own hair. I think that this just adds more flame to the fire of just like, he's weird and different. And I don't like things that are weird and different, which is like, maybe we should kind of start to move past that as a species of like weird and different. Yeah. Well, I don't like that. So it looks like Elon is keeping to the schedule for these full self-driving beta releases. 10.6 came out on December 4th. Now 10.7 was released on Monday, December 20th. What's confusing is that Elon said this. Tesla full self-driving 10.8 plus holiday fun software release probably Tuesday. Isn't that today? That's today. So does this mean that 10.8 will basically be 10.7 plus some fun holiday stuff? I don't know. Uh, F9 Block 5 says, when will waypoints work with FSD beta? Elon replied, 10.8. And then Black Model 3 asked, so no 10.7? Elon said, 10.8 is close. So just jumping to that. So I don't know if what we're seeing today, I thought what we saw today was 10.7 come out, Mm -hmm. but maybe 10.7 is the actual build and 10.8 is adding in the fun holiday stuff plus the waypoints. But anyway, I think what's important here are the release notes. So uh, take a look. There's a lot of stuff here. Let's let's pull out the couple that stand out to us. I don't want to read through all of them. One that stood out to me is there are improved false slowdowns. So that would be phantom braking or the whimsical hesitations that we encounter a lot on full self-driving. So it's good that they're working on that. Improved comfort when yielding to jaywalkers. What is that? I think comfort (laughs) would be that it's going to slow down a little bit slower. It's going to give you a little bit more time. One of the things that we've noticed is like even when people are on the crosswalk, the car seemed to not want to slow down very much. And I had to kind of hit the brakes just because I didn't. I want to kill anybody. Yeah. Uh, Improve short deadline lane changes. Short deadline? So short deadline would be like, oh, I'm in the center lane on the highway. I need to take this exit in half a mile. Autopilot and full self-driving is built up of a lot of different systems. And I think it kind of hands it over to the lane change system. And lane change systems goes, hmm, yes, um, I just need to get over one lane and and I will do it safely. And uh, And then you miss your exit. You go like, what the heck? (laughs) Tesla. Well, what do you do? What, what did you want me to do? I was just, I'm in charge of lane changes. And it's like, we were, we had a deadline. Well, I didn't know that. Nobody told me. I'm just the lane guy. All right. How about this one? Improved photon to control vehicle response latency by 20% on average. Somebody at Tesla has got this naming stuff down. Photons are coming into the camera. Yep. Uh, And then the time difference between when the photon hits the sensor of the camera to the steering wheel moving or the pedals doing something, that is what they're talking about. So they were able to improve that time by 20%. That sounds great. Now we're talking about probably milliseconds. Right. And sometimes milliseconds count. They really do. Yeah. So that could be great. I can't wait to get out there and try this. By the way, we just went out with our buddy Steven in the snow and we tested full self-driving and that is coming out on Friday as a little uh, Christmas bonus gift for you. I think we might be one of the first to have a snow full self-driving episode. Yeah. 
And if you like that, or if you're looking forward to that, or if you're not looking forward to that, please hit the like button. If you're not looking please. forward to it. We're like, we're desperate because the like button is somehow this very important thing. It controls just, our lives, basically. Just hit the, the thumbs up button. It would help us out a lot. So Joe Manchin, he's the Democratic senator from West Virginia, is the vote that the Democrats need to get the Build Back Better bill, that $1.9 trillion spending bill, out of the Senate. But looks like we might be waiting a while before this bill makes it out of the Senate, if it makes it out at all. Now, for the EV community, the Build Back Better bill has an important piece of tax code, the EV tax credit. This is the potential $7,500 off a new EV and up to $12,500 if they include that union-made uh, $4,500 additional tax credit. Now, a lot of people we know have been waiting to pull the trigger on a new Tesla based on the outcome of this bill. And this delay is sure to make for a lot of miserable EV buyers. And I know a lot of people who hate this bill, either for the union credit or because it's full of potentially wasteful government spending. We know that Elon isn't for it. Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts? Put them in the comments below. But I think that Manchin is going to get a lot of pork thrown at him in the next few weeks and months. So congratulations, West Virginia. Our shitty political system is at work here. Yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised if this bill passes that we're going to see, you know, the Joe Manchin Coal Museum or the Joe Manchin Army Base or the Joe Manchin Highway West Stop. And that's what I really hate here is that uh, all throughout history, if you happen to be in the position where your vote counts, you can uh, put the rest of the country on hold because you want something for you. Now, look, if he's against this for purely ideological reasons, I can't hold that against him because I know this bill is full of a lot of crap. But if he's doing this to get basically what he wants. No, I'm sure that he just he just really cares about the principle of it. Because at the end of the day, that's what all politicians care about, of course. And again, this is the problem with putting everything into one bill. Mm. That's ridiculous. I can't imagine if the founding fathers were like, you know, in the future, I hope they just take everything and put it in one bill. We should have done all of the amendments at once. We should include the, the right to free speech, the right to bear arms, uh, the the fourth amendment. Let's put all that into one amendment. Why, why separate them? Why have them in separate stuff? And if people don't like that one particular aspect of the amendment while well, screw them they're gonna have to get through me so tesla announced last week the new wall connector face plates in four colors to match your tesla um, these are made from the same durable tempered glass as the original design and each one sells for a hundred dollars i want one to match sparky well keep in mind that they only fit with the gen 3 wall connectors so mine wouldn't fit yeah you have a gen 2 i believe so or both of them are gen 2s oh and yeah. i mean it looks the same uh, right, but it's not. It's glass, and it's slightly different. They're probably sold out anyway. Actually, they're still available. Really? Yeah. Now, I mean, $100, I'm guessing there's quite a margin on these. I mean, that's great for Tesla's profit margin. I think they should have released these earlier in the year so that there would have been more time. To, I mean, there's no time for Christmas now. Like, if you're going to get this as a little stocking stuffer. Also, keep in mind that if you buy the wall connector, it comes standard with white. Right. So it's for those of you who have white cars, congratulations. You, don't, you, already, you, already got you already got it. So Elon tweeted out, Tesla will make some merch buyable with Doge and see how it goes. So Elon's talking about Dogecoin, the cryptocurrency. So you could buy the new Tesla wall plate uh, color changer thing with uh, Doge. Yeah. So remember that uh, he used to allow Bitcoin. Right. Then he stopped to it. To buy Teslas. Right. Um, and now he stopped it. Now, my question is, if we look at a chart of Dogecoin here for the past year, uh, it spiked up earlier in the year. I mean, it had been almost. In fact, let's look at a long term chart of, of Doge. It had been basically worthless. Yep. 
Then because it was a joke currency, it's a joke currency. Right. Then Elon gave it some cred, mm -hmm. and then it went really up, and mm -hmm. people were like, "I could make a fortune on this." Now it's been trading like forty percent lower over the year. Um, does this imply that Elon thinks that the price is too low, and that if he accepts Doge, that they, you know, are getting it low, and they could uh, sell it higher later? I don't know. I, I think that this could be a way for some people to like spend their Doge, like because what's the point of cryptocurrency if you have to? translated into dollars first before right. you can buy anything and you have to pay capital gains to the government for doing that oh so you could load up on this yeah so i mean this is a belt buckle this is the tex the giga texas belt buckle that uh tesla's now selling for 150 dollars. yeah it looks like they even have socks now that's that's great and so you can spend your dogecoin for those dogecoin millionaires you can load up on socks yep belt buckles uh face plates now he says that they're gonna see how it goes hmm why? <laughs> and he said for certain merch items. So I don't even know what, what I can buy with Dogecoin and what I can't. I would assume the belt buckle would be one of them. Right. But, you know, all these things are usually sold out, which is kind of defeats the point. Right. And they're sold out literally like we heard about this, what, like 16 hours after it came out yes. and then it was sold out. Right. So who's hoarding the belt buckles and then selling them on eBay? Right. Shame on you. So there was a tragic crash in Paris last week involving a Tesla Model 3 driven by an off-duty electric taxi driver. The 57-year-old taxi driver claims that his Model 3 accelerated on its own and that the brakes didn't work. This accident killed one person and injured 20 people, three of them seriously injured. Now, Tesla has responded to French investigators telling them that there was no indication that the accident was caused by a technical fault. Now, look, we have heard this claim over and over again. The NTSB and NHTSA have looked at over 200 allegations about sudden acceleration in Tesla's and found no defects in Tesla's system. All these accidents were caused by, drum roll please, Pedal misapplication. Yeah, NHTSA has studied this. I mean, we've talked about this before. They estimate there are approximately 16,000 crashes every year in the U.S. due to people hitting the wrong pedal. Now, this is commonly known stuff, and yet it's so easy after a crash to go like, wasn't my fault, mm -hmm. the car just didn't do what I told it to do. And the mass media uses every crash involving a Tesla as an excuse to blame Tesla. Uh, but the truth is that Teslas are the safest cars on the road if you look at the data. And the mainstream media usually doesn't tell you that part of the story, do they? Now, G7, which is one of the largest electric taxi companies, says it has suspended its 37 Tesla taxi drivers until further notice. And I just want to take a look at a chart here from NHTSA. This is their study of pedal misapplication. Mm -hmm. um, and surprise, surprise, as your age goes up, you have a higher chance of hitting the wrong pedal. And I'm in the age group of that uh, taxi driver. And I mean, that's just a, a known thing. And that is probably another good reason why we should stop having humans drive cars as soon as possible. And if you actually take a look at a video of this driver driving before yeah. the accident, you'll see that it wasn't pedal misapplication. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to show this video. Unfortunately, it is copyrighted and so we can't. Um, but yeah, go Google it and you will see that this taxi driver, which is caught on some restaurant cameras, by the way, isn't just like creeping along and then accidentally hits the wrong pedal. He is flying down the street right. at a way higher rate of speed than you should be in the middle of Paris. And so that's a bunch of bull. And I think that's why the authorities have suspended his license and are seriously looking into this, because I think they know, too, that it's easy to blame the car and it's probably not the car's fault. And I know that you're probably not going to think of this while you're in the middle of maybe a pedal misapplication. Tesla's have the advantage of regenerative braking. If you just say, I think I'm hitting the brake pedal, but it's, I'm speeding up, go, no pedals. 
no pedals, you're going to start to slow down. Maybe you're not going to come to a complete stop, but give yourself some time. Look at the pedals, hit the brake pedal. And it, I mean, Tesla should give you extra time before you crash into whatever you're going to do because the regen braking is there. And don't forget, there's also another setting which a lot of people don't know about, which is the forward collision avoidance. We did a whole video on it, which actually changes how the pedal reacts so that it gives you more time like in a parking lot before it just goes forward fast. And it does make a difference. We've, we've proven that. Right. And it's only when there's something in front of your car or right. behind your car. The other thing is in the reports, now these are translated from French, it appears that there was a USB thumb drive plugged in to capture the, the cam data. So it looks like investigators are going to get to see what the car saw before the accident. And I bet that's going to prove that he was indeed speeding. Right. So if you see any of those fuddy articles and people want to tell you over Christmas break that, uh, see, Teslas are dangerous, you can say, uh, why don't you watch the footage, bud, and tell me, uh, is this pedal misapplication or was this someone who has a Tesla off duty in Paris, wanted to go for a bit of a cruise and smashed into something and then what, what are you going to say? Oh, yes, I was I was speeding. No, you're going to say, oh, I don't know. The car did it itself. Anyone would say that. And to your point, uh, head on over to the Now You Know Clips channel. There we're going to put this story plus the footage of the car so that at you know Christmas dinner, when you're trying to explain it, you can share this quick video and it'll show the whole story. So Audi has announced that they are opening the world's first charging hub on December 23rd. This will have up to 320 kilowatts of charging speeds and 2,100 square feet of an upstairs lounge. What are you talking about? There've been charging hubs before. I mean, what do you call this? This is the Kettleman 56 supercharger charging stall location in California. Okay, but Audi says that theirs is built out of modular cubes that are easily assembled and disassembled. No, they're not. I really hate this when marketing companies are like, this is modular and it's easy to build. No, it's not. I'm a contractor. There's no way that that just shows up one day. Plop, 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 done. That takes well, weeks to build. And also, who cares? No, it would be cool if it was modular because I get it. It would be cool if you could just plunk down a supercharger stall in a week. But that's not what this is. Look at the cantilever. Like, there's no way this is modular in the sense that, like, you could just plop it all together. It would take weeks to build this. Sure. Which is fine. Things take weeks to build. I think... This is actually pretty cool. I like it. Okay, what do you like about it? I like the 30 kilowatts of solar on the roof. It oh, has okay. 2.5 megawatt hours of battery storage, which oh, I think cool. is cool. You can reserve charging spots, which is nice. Okay, uh, uh, can I just give some cons though? Uh, because I agree, solar's cool, uh, but only 80 EVs per day can charge here. So that's uh, not a lot. And it costs you 31 cents per kilowatt hour. And just to compare that to like Massachusetts, which has one of the highest electricity bills in the country, we have 24 cents a kilowatt hour. So you're paying a lot for the electricity. Okay. But I mean, it is a nice place to stop. I mean, it looks like it has bathrooms. It has a lounge. Yeah. It has uh, food options available 24-7, which I think is really, really nice. I mean, of course, it's a vending machine, but I don't know. I do want to point out, this is basically a sales showroom. They do test drives there and there's an Audi person there. So I think what they basically just built here was an Audi store couched as a charging hub. And I would be completely fine with that if they build more of them. Yeah. All I want for them to do is build more chargers. That's, I mean, of course, that's that's all I care about is more chargers. Yeah. And I think that this is a great design. If it, if it truly is modular, if it goes together a little bit quicker and maybe you move them over time if you need to for whatever reason, 
I am all for it. I think it's I think it's really neat. I, I like that you're above your car. You feel like you're in a castle. Yeah, no, it's cool. All right, we now officially have the second electric pickup truck to begin deliveries. GM has announced on Friday that it has produced its first Hummer EV for a customer at its factory zero, which, by the way, sold at charity auction for $2.5 million. So wait, you said the second pickup truck. What's the first? Well, Rivian has actually delivered some customer R1Ts after about 300 for their early employees. So okay. officially they've sold an R1T. Okay. So this is kind of like literally the second EV pickup truck. <laughs> like Pretty much. The truck, like second truck. It's not like we delivered to a lot of customers. It's like we had this one customer who had been bugging us. And so we called them up and we said, okay, fine. We're, we'll give you one of the pre-production. I just don't like the way this is happening. This this rollout of, of electric pickup trucks is so slow. But, but to look on the bright side, if this starts changing people's minds about electric trucks, if they think that they're out there and they weren't you know, going to buy them anyway. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, if one of the big auto companies like GM doesn't have an EV on the dealer lot, then it's just not real for them. I mean, look, let's face it. There's a lot of people who are in a certain family, right? They're in a Ford family mm -hmm. or a GM family. And if their brand doesn't have an EV, they just don't think it's real yet. Mm -hmm. And that we saw that with the Ford Mach-E. As soon as that came out, a lot of people in that universe were like, EVs are real. <laughs> um, but let's remember the GM Hummer EV first edition, which is the one that just came out, has up to 1,000 horsepower and 11,500 foot-pounds of torque, and it sold for $110,000. That's not your normal pickup truck market. But the next edition will be available for just $100,000 in the fall of... 2022. Now, we did catch a glimpse in the UI of what appears to be an Easter egg. Yeah. So there were all these different logos. They didn't seem to make too much sense for truck stuff. And under lights, they show the Hummer driving up a Cybertruck. I think driving down a Cybertruck. Oh, yeah. Could actually be a kind of an interesting use for the Cybertruck. Use it as a ramp. <laughs> I think the GM engineers are onto something. That's so funny. But it just goes to prove first they laugh at you, uh, then they fight you, then they make a, a weird logo, which shouldn't belong in the car at all, shows it just shows that Tesla is making a huge difference. And speaking of GM pickup trucks, uh, this quote came out from GM, the electric Sierra, which will launch only in the popular Denali trim, will be the third all electric vehicle in GM's portfolio after the GMC Hummer EV pickup and the GMC Hummer EV SUV. They really said all electric vehicle. That's... What about the Bolt? What about the Bolt EUV? Right. Why aren't they counting? Am that? I a joke to you? It's only coming out in the Denali trim. Right. Do you know what that means? I don't know what that means. It means cha-ching. Hang on. I'm really confused about uh, Denali versus Sierra. It is a Sierra. Okay. Then I'm confused. It's the trim of the Sierra. Okay. Wait. So I get that. That's a trim of the Sierra. But what's the difference between the Sierra and the Silverado? So here's a picture of both of them. So but Which what? They look the same. They're not exactly the same. Well, I mean, I see there's different trims, but like, aren't they basically? Well, so these are the, this is the gas version of, right. of them, because obviously we don't have the electric versions right. of them. They're, they're pretty similar. I mean, if you take a look at like the interior. Yeah, no, they're really similar. I guess, I mean, the front, you're right. The, the front end is, is got a yeah. different look. Again, this is important to some people. Okay. Some people are a Silverado guy. Some people are a Sierra guy or gal. Why aren't they coming out with a moderately priced or low-end pickup truck? Because they don't have the batteries for it, 
And if they have a high-end electric vehicle, they can go look at us. Aren't we so fancy? Oh, and this is so Mary can just say, we are the leader. We are the leader. Ah, gotcha. We made five trucks, therefore, ergo, we are the leader. Just like they made the Bolt slightly before the Model 3 by like a couple months. And they can go, we are the leader because we, Mary led. You led. And it matters. Well, speaking of leading, Rivian announced that they just delivered the first two R1Ss, which are the SUV models. Great. I mean, hey, we have a a day one reservation. Yes, we do. But uh, nope, I know what you're thinking. The first two went to CEO RJ Scaringe and CFO Claire McDonough. Good news. Rivian finally has some revenue on its books. Okay. One million dollars. One million dollars. Bad news. It cost Rivian $82 million to make them. Yep. So Rivian declared a loss of $1.2 billion. Wow. Wow. $1.2 billion loss for the year. That's No. Oh, okay. Less than that. No. You you just said $1.2 billion loss. So is it? That that was not for the year. That was for Q3. Which is fine um, because they're just starting out. But my question is. How do you spend $1.2 billion in just Q3? I mean, didn't they already have the robots and the factory? Like, what else were they spending all the money on? I think I, I think I got it. Oh, okay. Rivian just announced they're opening a $5 billion EV factory outside of Atlanta, Georgia. So I think that that is what they spent the money on. The new plant will begin making vehicles in 2024, and they expect production to be making 400,000 vehicles a year. So that can't be cheap. Well, except that construction is going to start next summer. Um, and so they haven't spent any money on it yet. Okay. So wait, so then the $1.2 billion loss for the quarter didn't include that? No. Oh, okay. Not that I know of. Um, um, yeah, I think that was just the cost of producing the vehicles that they've been producing so far. And I mean, right. that leads to my point about the valuation. Everyone's talking about, you know, should I invest in Rivian? Yeah, it's sexy to invest in a new EV startup, but that's only if it's priced as a new EV startup. But if you're investing in it, with inflated prices like this of $100 billion, then you're buying a new EV startup with all those problems at an overinflated price. Mm, that's a good point. And Rivian states that they will miss on guidance, um, I guess, for fourth quarter. They said that they planned to deliver 1,200 vehicles by the end of the year. Now they say they expect to miss that target by a few hundred. Henry, did you pick up the entrees for the dinner party? Uh, yeah, I'm just missing a few out of the dozen. Missing a few hundred out of a couple few hundred? I mean, what what, was there any, what? This is production hell. And this is what Elon has warned everyone against. It's really hard to get yourself out of production hell. And I do think that Rivian might be able to get out of production hell. I haven't seen too much raw engineering talent at the company that I feel like can really throw some gumption into this and, and pull themselves out. But, um, you know, Rivian's a different company than Tesla. So I wish them all the best. I can't wait to start driving their truck. I'd love to get the truck. Um, Please send me a truck, Rivian. Really would appreciate it. We we did pre-order one. Don't worry. Tesla Time News is sponsored by Cybertruck Owners Club. There you'll find a crowdsource reservation tracker that you can update and find your place in line. Check out their website for Cybertruck news, discussions, and community for Cybertruck enthusiasts and future owners. And they have the 3D configurator allowing you to visualize the Cybertruck in any color, wrap, and logo, both on screen and in augmented reality. For our next story, we go to our very own Bobby reporting live from Africa? 
Hey, Zach and Jesse. That's right. I'm here in Lesotho, South Africa, reporting on a breaking news story. Wait, how did you get to Africa? We just had lunch with you two hours ago. Isn't there like a travel ban or something? Well, it's a long story, but yes, I am indeed here in South Africa reporting on the construction of the Ha Makoko Reception School Project. As you can see, we've got materials coming in and construction is starting to begin. I gotta tell you, Zach and Jesse, it is so amazing being out here in the great African uh, Did you finish the knowledge review video yet? Ethan, Wait, did her. I just see Ethan? Oh, um, anyway, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who helped support this project and buying a shirt. And back to you, Zach and Jesse. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> so it looks like they have actually started construction on the school. You can still support to help get the kids books and supplies. And when you buy one of these shirts, all the proceeds are going towards this project. Yeah, head on over to EcoWare. We have those shirts ready for you. And it's so great to see that, I mean, we've got so much support for the school already that they're able to start construction. I'm just so excited about this community where we work together and we actually get stuff done. There are so many e-bike models. Yeah, Ethan and I have been hard at work reviewing e-bikes and we have a new review of the Derwin Fat Tire e-bike this week on our sister channel, Now Let's Review. I really like fat tire e-bikes. I mean, you get all the beefiness, all the safety of fat tires, but none of the work that you normally get if fat tires are on a regular unpowered bike. Yeah, it's one of those features that I don't think a lot of people are aware of as an option when looking for a bike. I think that people assume that a bike has to look like a bike, like from the 70s. Um, but fat tires are awesome and they make the Derwin a lot of fun to ride, especially with the front suspension. If you want to learn more, head on over to Now Let's Review and check it out. So Tesla announced on Friday that you can now get Tesla insurance in Illinois. They said Tesla Insurance is a competitively priced insurance product offering comprehensive coverage and claim management for Tesla owners in California, Illinois, and Texas, and will expand to additional U.S. states in the future. So this is the second state using Tesla's real-time driver data after Texas, um, and that basically is the safety score. Um, if you have the insurance, they saddle you up with uh, the safety score beta. It's still in beta, right. isn't it? And your score determines what your premium is going to be. Tesla says that it expects those deemed average drivers by the safety score should save 20 to 40 percent on their premium compared to competitors. And those with the safest scores could save between 30 to 60 percent. Now, Alex tweeted out, just got my Tesla insurance. I never thought a 21 year old with four years of driving history could have a six month premium of under four hundred dollars. The power of real data. Number of years driving does not equal safe driver. Thank you, Elon and the Tesla team. And Elon replied to that with a heart emoji. Now, the only thing here is, and I think this is great, getting real data is awesome, but having driven under the safety score beta testing program. Uh, and to finally be free of its tyrannical grasp yes. on my driving behavior. I mean, because honestly, we drove under it for the past like three months mm -hmm. and it changed the way I drove in not so great ways. I mean, I, it's hard to explain, mm -hmm. but I think you put it really well. I don't want to hit the brakes. Exactly. Because I would get dinged for... Um, too much deacceleration. It's like, yes, except that if I didn't do that deacceleration, uh, I would hit somebody. And there's all these people out there like, well, you shouldn't have been in that situation. Thanks. <laughs> That's not how driving works. I really appreciate that you think that somehow you can drive in a certain way and you probably can where you live. Okay. You're not driving into Medford. 
Okay, you're not. I know that you're not. That would be funny if we had a program yeah. where we took people from like Des Moines and we dropped them into you know Medford. Uh, I think you'd have a different yeah. feeling. Oh, just driving to South Boston and and don't and make sure your safety score good. I don't think it's going to work the way you think it is. It took so much work to get a 99. <laughs> really did. So John Deere announced last week that they are acquiring Austrian-based Chrysler Electric. Isn't Chrysler Electric that company that electrified Arnold Schwarzenegger's G-Wagon? Yeah, that's right. They were able to take like really high-priced cars and put really fancy electric systems in them. And so it cost a lot of money. It did. Okay. Uh, so what is this video showing? Um, so I think that John Deere's approach here is that by buying Chrysler, they get expertise to convert anything to electric. So you're saying I own, let's say, a diesel-powered Hitachi excavator. You know, mm -hmm. they cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I bring it to John Deere after maybe it's 10 years old and it's, you know, needing some work. And I say, hey, can you convert this to electric for me? I think that's what they're doing in their video. Uh, they show <laughs> some CGI. Um, they also show CGI projection onto a shipping container, which... <laughs> That's a good use of CGI right there, um, of real video. Right. And they're showing lots of different excavators, not just John Deere products. Right. So that makes me think that maybe you just go to John Deere and you say, hey, I have this. Can you please make it electric for me? It's kind of smart because John Deere had a segment, right? They were mainly known for tractors. Mm -hmm. If they can get into powertrains, electric mm -hmm. powertrains, and put those into basically any existing machines, which do last for decades, by the way. I mean, mm -hmm. you don't just throw one of those out. Um, and there's this thing called midlife, right? When you have a diesel-powered whatever, truck or excavator, you don't at 10 years just throw it out because it's not doing so well. You basically replace almost everything in that vehicle to make it alive again. Right, because, I mean, you don't want to be throwing away the shell necessarily. It's not like with a car where, like, oh, bad gas is blown, time to look for a new car, which I know some people do. Um, it, yeah, it, it the whole machine is so expensive, it doesn't make sense to do that. Now, my my thought here is that this is going to be very, very, very expensive to right. do. They bought Chrysler. Chrysler had only done high-end conversions. They were not doing bottom-of-the-barrel stuff. They no expense spared. But this is what we've been talking about on this channel for a while. If you know anything about electric powertrains, batteries, motors, you're valuable in this new economy mm -hmm. because, look at John Deere went around and, like, who can we buy that knows <laughs> anything about anything? And they probably paid a lot lot of money to get Chrysler because they needed that expertise. They've only been making engines for all these years. Right. They haven't been making electric powertrains. And my thought is that this comes down to regulations. They're seeing that there's probably going to be certain pockets of the world where it's going to be regulated that you can't have, say, a diesel excavator. And so what what are companies going to do? They're going to go, please, we need to do something. I have this really contract. Good point. They can probably price the, the consumer higher and say, well, yeah, but you're in the special zero emission zone, so it's going to cost you extra. Then they turn around, they go to John Deere, they say, hey, what can you do about our trucks? They say, oh, it'll cost this and that. Also, there's a limited supply of new electric powered, you know, excavators, like right. hardly anyone's making them. So if you can just convert what you already have, you've got the machine you need. Yeah. I don't know. I think this is really interesting. It really shows that, yeah, if you know anything about batteries, you're in high demand. So Neo just revealed the new ET5 midsize sedan at Neo Day held on Saturday near Shanghai. The ET5 has 550 kilometers of CLTC range, which is basically fake range, with the smallest battery pack. That's the 75 kilowatt hour. Uh, 700 kilometers of range with the 100 kilowatt hour battery pack and a whopping 1,000 kilometers of range, and that's CLTC range, with the 150 kilowatt hour battery pack. Yeah, I mean, even if it gets, you know, 
500 miles of range. That's still really impressive. It should be able to do zero to 16, 4.3 seconds. It has four piston brake calipers for braking distance from 100 kilometers an hour to zero and 33.9 meters. That's 111 feet. Drag coefficient of 0.24 autonomous sensors built into the design for NAD or Neo Autonomous Driving. Uh, this can be added with a monthly subscription for $107 a month. And here's some tech I don't understand. Uh, the interior of the ET5 will come with Pano Cinema, a panoramic digital cockpit featuring AR and VR tech. Neo partnered with an AR company called Enreal to jointly develop AR glasses exclusive to Neo, which can project a 201 inch screen at six meters for drivers. What so, you put? So you put on goggles to drive the car, and um, you get like a heads up display. I don't look. I think this is like one of those gimmicks things. Uh, keep in mind, this car is only going to be sold in China, right? Uh, as far as we know. And yeah, I think that basically they said, what what kind of what kind of panache, kind of pizzazz can we add to this car? And you say, oh, AR, that's, you know, augmented reality. That's in. You'll also get an all new 256 color curtain of ambient lighting and a Dolby Atmos 7.1.4 surround sound system. So great. I mean, cool speaker system. All that sounds great. Um, the ET is going to cost $51,450 before subsidies and only $40,500 with battery as a service, um, meaning that you basically are going to pay something monthly for that battery. Deliveries are going to begin in China in September of 2022. And in my opinion, this is actually Neo's most impressive looking car other than their supercar. Um, to me, it looks a lot like a Model 3, um, which is great because I love the Model 3. Mm -hmm. And I think this is actually going to be one of their more popular cars. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I want AR... Not in my car. I don't want to wear goggles in a car. I mean, I just. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm worried they, about they that. They said glasses. Okay. You wear glasses in the car. True. Anyway. True. Think. No, I know. If I could put a little thing on my glasses and then go to a dinner party and be like, oh, that's Fred. I know everything about him. And hi. And your children are Mary and Sally. That would be great. Yeah. I'm waiting for that. I'm bored. I'm watching a <laughs> documentary over here. So Toyota, hydrogen huffing, hybrid Prius smugging Toyota held their media briefing on battery EV strategies last week. Wow, so they've completely changed their tune. Uh, well, kinda. They showed off a bunch of concepts in their soon-to-be BZ or Beyond Zero lineup. Of course, we are. I've already seen the BZ4X, mm -hmm. and they announced that they would be selling 30 battery EV models globally by 2030. Wow, that's great, isn't it? Well, why are they doing this? What's happening in 2030? Oh, some countries are banning gas cars. Right, and it's only 2021 now, and more and more countries are going to start banning gas cars. Right. So Toyota is basically forced to do this, um, and. Here's the little thing if you're really paying attention. They're not going to really offer BEVs in countries that don't outright ban their gas vehicles. And this way they can look like they're trying even though they're not? Right. So, I mean, they plan on only 3.5 million cars a year by 2030. That's not a lot of cars for Toyota. Exactly. Especially for Toyota, right? And and those would be all EVs. And, I mean, all car brands are doing this to some extent uh, i would just say that toyota is a couple years behind like this is this is what other car companies were saying back in like 2018 2019 about when they're gonna come out with their tesla killer right in 2020 I, i'm not like just picking on toyota here i i think that 
pretty much all car companies are going to get crushed when they don't have production ready and consumer taste changes. But it's not all bad, Jesse, because look in the background there. They showed an electric pickup truck. Right. A mock-up prototype of an electric pickup truck that basically they just took one of their gas pickup trucks, slapped a grill cover on the front and called it a day. I don't think we're... Look, they didn't say... They didn't give it a name. They didn't truly announce it or anything like that. And I don't really think that they're taking it that seriously. I mean, take a look at this. Zoom in. Mm -hmm. Look at... Clipping right through the floor. Oh, it's it's just a CGI. It's CGI and they didn't even do it right. (laughs) So they gave it to an intern to do. (laughs) Hey, could you do this? Yeah. Oh, I don't know how to move the cars around. This one's clipping through the floor a little bit. Does anyone care? Yeah, we don't care. We're Toyota. We don't care. New York City Council voted last Wednesday to ban the use of natural gas in all new buildings in New York City. City Council Speaker Corey Johnson said the bill to ban the use of gas in new buildings will help us to transition to a greener future and reach carbon neutrality by the year 2050. We are in a climate crisis and must take all necessary steps to fight climate change and protect our city. The law would apply to new buildings under seven stories high at the end of 2023 and those over seven stories in 2027. There are exceptions for new buildings used for certain activities, including manufacturing, hospitals, commercial kitchens, and laundromats. Now, San Jose, California had been the largest U.S. city to ban natural gas in new buildings. Now it's America's largest city, New York City, with 8.8 million residents. Now, I know that the exceptions, you know, uh, you know, having a hospital or a laundromat and you're like, well, that's an exception. But for, you know, for the majority of buildings, they're going to be like residential and so forth. And they're not going to have those exceptions. And I know, again, it's not 20. It's not happening next year. But this is basically putting architects and builders on notice that you can't keep building buildings with natural gas in them. You're going to have to heat them some other way. And so this is going to send the message also to manufacturers of heaters and so forth of like, oh, we got to jump on the electric bandwagon. And it's giving them some time to do that. All right. It's time for Into the Future, sponsored by Henson Shaving. I used to have to plan when I'd shave almost down to the minute because I'd still like my facial hair to be, you know, shaved, but also not have my face be a complete mess. Henson's razor allows me to shave five minutes before recording this show. I literally did that this week. And if you use the code now, you know, they will send you 100 free blades with your purchase. So Tesla just released a new software update that tells you when your tires need to be replaced or rotated. What? Like on new cars, like you get a little camera and a robot arm with like a depth gauge or something? What Uh, are you talking about? No, these cars are actually already on the road, according to users using 2021.44.5 software update. Uh, The car simply tells you if it detects low tread depth. How does it do that? Math. As the tire tread wears away, the wheel diameter shrinks. If you could measure the number of rotations of each wheel, Mm -hmm. and if you could verify your speed using GPS and not just wheel rotations, and if you had both of those numbers in a computer somewhere already in your car, you could accurately measure the size of the wheel and see how it shrinks over time. Wow. And it hasn't been until now that a car company has been able to do this? Because cars have been so dumb and have had separate systems for measuring stuff. Like the oh. anti-lock brakes need to know what the wheels are doing. But that doesn't talk to the GPS system, navigation right. system of the car. They That's a separate system. Now, Tesla has all that put together. Now, some people said that this has given them a prompt when there was no problem, that the basically the tread wasn't mm-hmm. uh 
wrong. I think that they can fix that. I think they'll still figure out what. Yeah, worst case, you just go out and double check that the tire's fine. Right. right. This could save lives. I mean, tire tread is extremely important, especially in inclement weather, which means that people aren't going to be paying attention to it for a while, for a while, for a while. Then it's going to snow or something where it's going to be heavily raining. And if your tire tread is low, you're going to lose grip. Just when you don't want it to. This is a really good point because I know a lot of people take tires for granted and it's just like, I see a tire on my car. It's fine. (laughs) Um, And they don't know anything about tread depth or wear. And so they don't know there's a problem until usually they get a flat. Right. And I know that some people are going to say like, well, you should be checking this stuff. And I know that some people do, but many people just drive their car until some light turns on the dashboard and then they bring it in. I'm just surprised that it works because I'm. It has to be super accurate, I would think. I mean, it can't you can't be off by much with the GPS because I mean you're doing these very tight tolerance. I mean, we're talking tread width you measure in millimeters. Yeah. So like I'm guessing this does it over many, many miles, and so that's how it can be accurate. Yeah, I think so. And and I mean the cool part is it can do it for each wheel. So mm. it can tell you if you need to rotate your tires front to back. Um because like cool. in my car. I have rear wheel drive, which means that the driving and the regen braking is done by the rear tires. They do a lot of work. Mm. They wear for the fastest. Sometimes I've I've come out to my car and been like, oh, my rear tires are bald. <laughs> Great. Front tires are fine. I could have rotated them, you know, 2000 miles ago and probably, you know, not have to buy any new tires. All right. It's time for Going Green, sponsored by EcoWare. There is so much cool stuff over at EcoWare and everything you get is carbon negative because we plant 10 trees, we help cap a well, we make sure that everything from the manufacturing, the shipping and the life cycle of your product is carbon offset so you can feel good about it and you start these positive conversations when you wear some of our stuff. So go check out EcoWare.us. So Elon tweeted this out last week. SpaceX is starting a program to take CO2 out of the atmosphere and turn it into rocket fuel. Please join if interested. He said this will also be important for Mars. So what is Elon talking about? So Elon has actually talked before about uh, doing this. Uh, Basically, something like a saboteur reactor. Um, This is a chemical system that takes uh, CO2 that you can get out of the atmosphere, hydrogen, which you can get from the electrolysis of water. Okay. And you put that in the presence of nickel at high temperature and pressure. And that reaction, because the nickel is the catalyst, that reaction yields methane and water. Okay. Um, and so this would allow you to pull CO2 out of the air and turn it into methane. And then you could put that methane in a rocket and then burn the rocket fuel, which turns back into the CO2 that you had pulled out of the air previously, making it carbon neutral. So Carbon you- neutral rocket. So Elon is going through all this trouble because Starship is going to generate a lot of CO2? Well, yes and no. Depends on what you consider to be a lot. Some people have calculated that a Starship launch would generate about as much CO2 as like a large jet crossing over the Pacific Ocean, um, which is a lot of CO2. But seeing as there's like 10 million flights every year, it wouldn't necessarily be that much to send just a thousand Starships over the span of maybe a couple of years. Hang on. Uh, Elon gets a lot of for his rockets. People are like, you generate CO2 and you don't give a about the environment. Um, I just want to point out a couple things here. So one is you just pointed out it's about the same as a big jet mm-hmm. making a normal flight. That's not a lot. I thought you were going to say it was about the same as like all the flights in the year or something. The second thing is if we look at what Elon has also created, which is something called Teslas, um, they are offsetting CO2 as we speak. Yeah, but I mean, if you would argue you don't want to double offset stuff. So listen, this isn't why Elon is necessarily doing that. Okay, why is he doing it? Mars. Um, Basically, we need to work out a system for generating 
uh, Starship fuel on Mars. You, d- oh, you don't right. want to be figuring out this stuff on Mars. Oh, right. And Mars has all this stuff. It has, has water. We just discovered this week that it definitely has water. <laughs> there's there's water in the soil, frozen water, which we could get out. Um, the atmosphere is made of carbon dioxide. So it, it's a much lower um, pressure, but we can still extract it and, and turn it into fuel. And the starships are made of nickel. And the solar works on Mars as well. So put all of those things together. You could make rocket fuel on another planet i just want to stress that's cool the reason that he's doing this uh is to be carbon neutral that's great um but also he's going to perfect it so that way you can ship it to an alien planet to make fuel i'm talking about the real life world wow very fun stuff it's so fun all right it's time for sunspots So last week, we were talking about some of the biggest new wind turbines in the world. Today, I thought we should talk about the world's biggest wind farm. It's the Horn Sea Project 2, and it's off the east coast of the UK. Now, it's not completed yet, but 139 of the 165 Siemens Gamesa 8.4 megawatt wind turbines are now online. Remember, last week, we were discussing that they're latest turbines which make 15 megawatts that's almost double the output of the ones they're putting up now right so these two projects horn c1 and 2 they're 55 miles off the coast of the uk and they will generate when horn c2 finally comes online in a month or so get this horn c1 is now currently making 1.2 gigawatts of electricity horn c2 which will be the biggest in the world will make 1.38 gigawatts that's enough electricity when you put these two projects together to power 2.5 million uk homes and you can't see them can't see them 55 miles off the coast because the earth is around means you can't see them can't see them can't hear them, can't smell them. Oh, because there's nothing to smell. Right. And unlike, it, unlike coal. And if you'd like something on your roof that you can't, well, hear or smell, uh, solar, but you don't know exactly how to do it and you know there's lots of options, but you don't want to research them all, call our friends at Energy Pal. They know how to get the best options for you and they'll do that work for free. Click the link down below, energypal.com slash now you know. Let them know that Zach and Jesse sent you. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. And if you got a story you want to share with us, send it in to hello at now you know channel.com and we might get it on the air. What do we got this week? Uh, we've got our buddy Brant. I think he's got a little surprise. Hello. So this is my family. We're here today at the new Tesla dealership. Uh, in Ottawa, Canada. Now it's been here for about a year and they're still bringing things in, but today, as you see, there are so many Teslas. Now, just want to talk to the family. Is everyone excited to go for a Tesla test drive on Black Friday? Right, you excited? Yeah. Well, I have news for you guys. Um, This is, uh, we're not here to test drive. Uh, Daddy bought a Tesla. What? You bought this? Are you bought this one? Yes, I bought this Tesla. This is our new 2022 Model Y in gray with the white interior. The kids aren't going to be in this video much because now they're extremely excited that this belongs to us. So I'm going to do the paperwork uh, just so you guys know. It took about three and a half months. Uh, but uh, not as long as now where people have to uh, wait. Yes, I did. <laughs> no? Um, so, uh, yeah, now people have to wait about um, about a year. So October 2022, I think, is uh, the next, uh, if you do purchase. So we traded in our vehicle. 
Uh, just so you guys know, uh, they're taking the license plates off now. Um, for trade-in, it was amazing. I've never had this experience before. Um, I, I put it in uh, the information on the app uh, for the trade-in value. They sent it to me within an hour. Um, and then every month, no, I bought it. Every month, uh, it actually went up. Uh, they were going to give me more money for the trade-in. And I've never seen that before. Usually companies uh, um, turn around and uh, you know pocket the money. But every month, even though my odometer went up, they're like, oh, we can give you more. We can give you more. I don't know if it's because of uh, such a shortage in vehicles now, new and used, uh, because of you know all the stuff that's going on. But uh, here we are. So thank you guys for watching this video. I uh, hope it was very useful. Uh, from Ottawa, Canada, Zach and Jesse, now, now you know. You know. What a good surprise. I'm sure he had a hard time keeping that in, wow. you know, because it must have taken weeks of work and every day, you know, he's like, I want to. Oh, no, I can't tell you that. Wow. <laughs> and thank you for capturing that. That was so I love, nice. I love how his son is like, wait, this is ours? <laughs> <laughs> wait, you, sh you bought it? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Trick him with the test drive. I love it. All right. It's time for the Patreon bonus stories. We got a couple Now You Know Investor Club bonus stories again this week. So join us on the Now You Know Investor Club over on Patreon. And we've got some Patreon bonus stories. We got a dog driving a Tesla. We got Arrival. They've made a new prototype. Renault Zoe is dangerous. And a guy blows up his Model S and much more. Head over to patreon.com slash now you know. You can sign up for just a buck a month to see those stories a lot with a lot more. Because um, we do four on average a month. Costs a buck. It's 25 cents for bonus stories. I think you can afford it. All right, we're back from the Patreon bonus stories. It's time for the shout outs. Who do we got this week, Jess? We got 513EIS. Eric the Goat Guy. We Long You. Zoe's Pizzeria. Chuck Watkins. Christian Mueller. Sean Bolter. John Moe. Lucas Lechner. John Wayne McGuire. David Henry. Craig Tornquist. Key Sexy Boo. Brian Reinbolt. Curtis Paul. Peter Yeager. Sisette Bronze Rhodes. Sandor Hatvini. Michael Ferris. Jason Holmes. Ulrich Lossa. Hanji Lee. C.D. Tittle. And Eric Gibson. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. All right, it's time for Elon's Tweets of the Week. And Massimo said, how to identify that light in the sky? Elon tweeted out aliens. Elon tweeted out this meme, and uh, he said, she seems cool. Then the actual Prime Minister of Finland tweeted back, and Finland is cool too, a Nordic welfare state that wants to be climate neutral by 2035. World's happiest people live in Finland. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Carlin tweeted out engineering victory with Elon is now out on the HH addendum feed. Elon Musk, Bill Riley from SpaceX and I discuss military tech, warplanes and other such historical subjects. Hope it's enjoyable. And Elon said apologies for any errors in this podcast. Forgot to mention the Mosquito, which is arguably the most innovative airframe design. And it is a fun hour listen. Yeah. Pernay said, when are you planning on doing hardcore history style podcast of Tesla SpaceX's past? Elon said, I will ask Dan for some tips. Holmar's catalog said California wants to impose a tax of $8 per kilowatt on home solar customers to help support the grid. You can't make this shit up. Elon says penalizing sustainable energy is insane. Yes, it totally is. Elizabeth Warren said, let's change the rigged tax code so that the person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else. I'm sorry, the, the guy who works seven days a week. Oh, you mean the guy who's paying more taxes in one year than any person in U.S. history? Did you do your homework there, Elizabeth? Uh, and Elon said, stop projecting. You remind me of when I was a kid and my friend's angry mom would just randomly yell at everyone for no reason. Please don't call the manager on me, Senator Karen. 
The D.C. Patriot said this is the person talking about Elon Musk paying his fair share of taxes as she and her entourage deplaned from their private jet while sticking up for the little guy. Elon's paying $15 billion in taxes. Lizzie paid $5,000 on her $12 million. Elon said interesting and then called her a hypocrite and asked her to explain herself. Brianna Lindman said, laugh out loud, Elon accused of cultural appropriation, but Pocahontas isn't. Groundbreaking stuff from Joy Reid per usual. Elon wasn't happy, so he did what he always did and stomped his little feet and insulted Senator Warren, calling her an angry mom and referring to her as Senator Karen. So for so many reasons, being a freeloader and a selfish and disrespectful one and for misappropriating black vernacular for misogynistic purposes, Elon Musk is the absolute worst. Elon said lack of Joy Reid as lobbyist for Senator Karen. Jonah Critter said, why is Senator Warren buying ads on Facebook to promote her post bashing Elon and asking people to pay her $10? She's literally asking people to give her $10 while claiming Elon is scared of her. Elon says this is such a deeply messed up lie to the American people. She is the one freeloading off taxpayers while I'm paying the largest amount of tax of any individual in history. Is Senator Warren really someone we want as a U.S. senator? And he went on to say the great state of Massachusetts deserves someone better. John said, have you considered hiring writers? I mean, if you're going to continue to try to be funny in public, you've got the money, dude. Spend some. Scott Adams says, speaking as a professional humor writer, I don't think he could find someone who could do this better than he does. Elon said, I love Dilbert. Use it all the time to illustrate that we're doing something wrong at Tesla and SpaceX. If it could be a Dilbert cartoon in real life. This happens more often than I'd like. Sigh. Pranay said, do you sometimes feel like you're living in a Dilbert cartoon simulation? Elon said, yeah. Homar's catalog said when he was 17, Elon came to America. He has generated wealth for this country. He has generated tax revenue for our government. He has increased American exports. He has, in my opinion, advanced our national security. He has created jobs and minted millionaires. Elon said, I came to the U.S. with no money and graduated with over $100,000 in debt, despite scholarships and working two jobs while at school. Owen Sparks said, full and rapid reusability is the holy grail of rocketry. That's a quote from Elon. He then came up with this animation. Elon said, yep, that's the plan. Clean Technica tweeted out the success of the Mustang Mach-E is forcing Ford to adjust its production plans. And Elon said, congrats, Jim Farley. Elon tweeted out this meme. <laughs> Tesla East Bay Club said, any updates on Cyberpunk? Glad to see Sonic coming, though. Elon said, it's complicated, but hopefully out next quarter along with The Witcher. Lots of internal debate as to whether we should be putting efforts towards generalized gaming emulation versus making individual games work well. I'm glad that he told us that. That's very interesting. I would go for generalized, but that's just me. Elon said, when I bought a stick with a stone for 10 shells and the next day it cost five shells. <laughs> Old school shell game. Sawyer Merritt said this dude is complaining about subsidies totaling less than 6% of the total cost of Giga Texas, which will bring over 10,000 jobs to the area, help the environment, spur the local economy, and help tons of local suppliers. God forbid Elon makes Texas their headquarters. Oh, wait. They probably collected more in employment taxes from the construction crew already. And Elon said literally. He went on to say Giga Texas is a $10 billion plus investment over time, generating at least 20,000 direct and 100,000 indirect jobs. Bernie Sanders tweeted out, when future generations ask us what we did to stop the climate crisis, how will we answer? And Elon said, um. Bitcoin Archive said, you love them, admit it. Elon said, is there anything more tragic than unrequited love? Michael Gibson said, I was always puzzled as to why there wasn't an in-depth book on the origins of PayPal. Jimmy Sony's new book, The Founders, delivers. Superbly written and truly extensively researched interviews with all the main players. 
Elon said, I haven't read the book, but Sony's questions were incredibly insightful and his attention to detail was superlative. Mm, maybe we should read that for our book club. Yeah. Jim Hall said, received an update on what Mr. Reich values his time at in terms of dollars. He uh, charges $50,000 for one hour speaking fee, plus first class flights for two, hotel, food, and all incidentals, or $20,000 for a virtual speaking engagement. Elon says, wait, people pay him to speak? <laughs> Laughing my ass off. It's all risky said, if you hate Elon Musk, watch this video. Elon said, wow, this video took a lot of work. It's really inspirational. You should yeah. check it out. We'll put the link down below. Tesla Silicon Valley Club said Starship is the biggest rocket ever built. Juan said modern day Noah's Ark. And Elon said it might be. BBC Future said scientists behind the James Webb Space Telescope intend to show how the cosmos became filled with light. Elon said this is a big deal. Eva said Starship is one of the biggest breakthroughs since the early days of human existence. Elon said still much to be done, but has that potential. Elon went on to say Starship Super Heavy Engine Steering Test. Each Raptor 1 engine above produces 185 metric tons of force. Raptor 2 just started production and will do 230 plus tons or over half a million pounds of force. Adam said SpaceX Raptor engine test last night in McGregor, Texas. The Raptor engine was tested on a horizontal test stand. Elon said all Raptor 2 tests going forward. Elon, will the Starlink work on the Navajo Nation? It's in the middle of nowhere. Elon said absolutely. And he retweeted out SpaceX's tweet about two Falcon 9 launches completed in the last 15 hours. Dave Lee said what a lot of people say, which is Elon gets to keep 52% of his 101 million shares. Yes, but those shares will be taxed at Elon's death if not sold earlier. Current estate tax rate of 40% likely will be higher in the future. So all in all, government will take 69 million out of the 101 million shares that he owns, or 68% of his wealth. Elon said that matches my understanding. Elon tweeted this out, 50 cognitive biases to be aware of so that you can be the very best version of you. He said it should be taught to all at a young age. Wow. All right. So we had a poll out this week. What was it? It was, would you like to see the Build Back Better bill pass? And we got some mixed results. Most people said that they would like to see it pass um, because they agree with most of the bill. However, the second most voted on was that they would like to see the bill not passed because they don't like the unbalanced EV incentives. Mm. And the third was that people would like to see this bill not passed because they are against government spending in general. So an interesting spread there from our Patreon uh, audience. If you want to join Patreon polls, you can head over to patreon.com slash and sign up for just two bucks a month and you'll get access to our Patreon bonus stories. All right, it's time for community mail time. And remember, if you want to send in your stories, send them to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Well, this happened to Sam's Model 3. <clears throat> yeah, Sam said, large section of an old tree fell directly on my car right above the driver's seat. I was driving my best friend and his fiance to their wedding. The footage is from the dash cam of the car behind us driven by one of the bridesmaids. We all walked away. Thank you, higher powers and Tesla engineers. Ah. And this is what we're talking about. Teslas are safe. Ah. <laughs> Uh, Kathy spotted this lucid air out in Fremont, California. Richard sent us this news story about Cary, North Carolina, getting a Model 3 police car being shown here. It's being shown off at their Christmas parade. Our friend Michael sent us this story from Denmark about the Volkswagen ID3 being sold in Europe in 2020, even though it wasn't ready for prime time. They did this so that VW could save from having to pay $20,000 for each car in emissions fines. That would have totaled about $1.2 billion in EU fines. So what did VW do? Well, in 2020, VW sold 56,000 ID3s in Europe. Many of them wouldn't start, wouldn't recognize keys, wouldn't go into gear. Their screens froze or obscured, and they got various error messages. Mads nor Lovring, who until recently was director of Volkswagen in Denmark, said, we have never launched a product where we have been so bothered by errors on the first shipment. And I'm really sorry. We were not ready to deal with these things. Well, uh, so 
VW sold these cars just to get around fines and basically swindled customers. That's what it appears to be. Wow. Abdo spotted this Model 3 parked under a Lucid sign in North Virginia. He said his son, Zach, is a huge Tesla fan, mainly because of the emissions testing app. Yeah, fart mode is a real kid pleaser. And uh, Bruno sent us this video from Paris. Here in France, they rent those vans. They're based on the Nissan Leaf. And uh, they're really inexpensive. Start at uh, about $5, $5-$6 to rent them. And you can park them and charge them. And they'll be full when you want to take them. In this station here, there's about three of them. So if you need a little van to move something or whatever, and that's a perfect solution. You don't need to own one if you never use one. And that's, uh, the station is here in Paris. I guess uh, you probably have to do some uh, subscription or something, but uh, still very inexpensive and very practical. And I checked, uh, yeah, it's nine euro per hour to rent the van, which is not bad if you need a van. And it's time for Supercharger Reviews. Before we get to that, though, uh, with the holidays upon us, there will be a lot of people driving to grandma's house. Tesla is offering free supercharging during off-peak hours here in the U.S. at these 76 supercharger locations in these 10 states to help reduce charging traffic. So you get free supercharging at these stations from December 23rd to December 26th between the hours of 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. We have the list here and the map there. So go check those out. Maybe make that holiday trip a little easier. So let's see what we've got for Supercharger Reviews this week. Hey, Zach and Jesse, it's Joanne with my Model Y here at the brand new Supercharger in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. These are eight stalls here at the back of a brand new Wawa. You know anything about Pennsylvania? Life revolves around a Wawa. So um, it's kind of here in the middle of not nowhere, but there's not really much around here. If folks are aware of this area, Route 202 is probably the biggest road um, in the area. Um, there's eight stalls here, aside from have being iced a few minutes ago with an old pickup truck. Um, there's really nobody here, um, but we're getting great speeds and uh, probably go get a coffee in a minute. So now you know. Hey Zach and Jesse, this is Tony at the Supercharger in Barstow. This is the first Supercharger that I'm stopping at for my road trip. And this Supercharger is right off the 15 freeway, only takes you a couple minutes. Um, there's also these really cool pull-through stalls here that are covered with solar panels, as you can see. One of the things I really appreciate about this design and the fact that you have a lot of room out here before you're in the road to uh, access Supercharger is it's almost designed for uh, people who might be towing trailers in mind. So, you know, in the future, I'm, I'm, I'm planning to, you know, have some kind of like car camping type trailer that I would tow. And this would be pretty accessible. This this style of like pull through, you'd be able to, to pull in, hook up and charge. And you've got a lot of room behind you here, as you can see, to, to have your trailer. Cause I mean, you know, walk back, you know, you could have a lot of room behind you for your trailer and you'd still have all this room for people to maneuver around you. Amenities go, there's a whole lot of places to stay. You're basically in the parking lot of a hotel. Most importantly, it's only a five minute walk to 
um, In-N-Out, the California institution, essential restaurant. And there's also a Flying J truck stop here. So if you wanted to just overnight camp in your car, sleep in your car, that's also a pretty good option. So all those things considered, um, I mean, it's early in the morning right now for In-N-Out, but that, that five minute walk is really what uh, would cause me to give this place a 10 out of 10. There's also the Barstow outlets here, so you can do your patriotic duty and shop for stuff. Now you know. Hey, Zach and Jesse. This is Kevin from Colorado at the 8-stall version 3 supercharger location in Thornton, Colorado. This site is surrounded by three hotels and Applebee's. A Starbucks on the other side of the gas station and restaurants across the street. Free Wi-Fi is available at the come and go station. I would rate this at an 8 out of 10. Now you know. Hi second Jesse, Mike from the rural Montana family. We are on a road trip and we are in Idaho Falls, Idaho at the Tesla Supercharger. It has eight stalls, they're 150 kilowatts and they're located in the Snake River Landing District. We got shopping, dining and businesses here. It's uh, a little further back in the parking lot but real easy just a minute walk to like get to the restaurants that are up that way and also up that way is the river walk and you can walk along the river it's a super beautiful walk and that's what we did today and a little further up we also went ahead and uh, rented some electric scooters and rode those this is a beautiful place and uh, this is really great with the walk and everything so I would rate this a 9 out of 10. Now you know. Thank you so much for doing Supercharger Reviews. You can find them on our website, nowyouknowchannel.com, and look in the Supercharger Review section. All right, what do we got for new superchargers? We've got number 31 in Massachusetts, the 12-stall version 3 in Franklin, Massachusetts. Number 45 in Virginia, the 8-stall version 3 in Manassas, Virginia. Number 47 in Australia, the 6-stall version 3 in Mornington, Victoria. Number 29 in Maryland, the 6-stall version 3 in Laurel at Van Dusen Road in Maryland. The 20-stall version 3 in Maolong, Sweden. The 16-stall version 3 in Ystad, Sweden. Number 60 in South Korea is the 8-stall version 3 at Pyeongtaek in South Korea. Number 57 in Sweden, the 3-stall version 3 in Bjorkliden, Sweden. The 20-stall version 3 in Rushogda, Norway. The 14-stall version 3 in Kassel, Germany. Number 99 in France, the 12-stall version 3 in Air du Jura, France. Number 137 in Canada, the 12-stall version 3 in Surrey at 104th Avenue in British Columbia. Number 86 in Norway is the 12-stall version 3 in Trondheim, Norway. Number 108 in Germany is the 20-stall version 3 in Oberhausen, Germany. Number 63 in Texas, the 12-stall version 3 at Cedar Park, Texas. Number 77 in Florida, the 8-stall version 3 in Arcadia, Florida. And number 23 in Switzerland, number 725 in Europe, number 3,184 in the world, the 12-stall 
version three in Kempthal, Switzerland. Woo, that's wow. a lot. That's that great. Lot. All right, it's time for a Patreon giveaway. We're giving away a $30 gift card to EcoWare and to get into this big barrel of fun, you just support us on Patreon. The more you support us, the more chances you have to win. Who is our winner this week? Winner is Dave Fred, Dav Fred. Dav Fred, uh, we'll look you up and find out how to get in touch with you. You just won a $30 gift card. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. And uh, I know there's probably not enough time for Christmas to go over to EcoWare, but there's a lot of fun stuff there. So maybe if you didn't get what you wanted or maybe if you, you know, a late holiday gift, maybe for yourself, yeah. uh, you know, head on over to EcoWare because we carbon offset everything, making it completely carbon negative to, to buy your products there. So, and that helps support the show. So right. yeah, head on over there and help us out. And don't forget, if you get this t-shirt, by the way, you're helping all the proceeds go to help support build this school in Africa. Right. So yeah, we're trying to do the best as we can here on the show. Um, also, if you haven't seen last week's in depth, I highly encourage you to check it out. Um, one of our viewers, one of you took a million dollars that they had, bought electric school buses with it, and is now giving away those electric school buses. Yeah. Um, and it's a really, really impactful story. I can't believe that a video that we put out convinced this guy to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so I highly, highly encourage you to go check out that in depth if you haven't. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, test the time news is over. Now what am, am I going to do? Please just watch that in depth. I know that not everyone uh, watching this watch that in depth so please if you're gonna do me a favor hit the like button and go watch that video and don't forget coming up on friday is going to be kind of our winter wonderland in depth of uh you know you and i and steven driving in the snow or not actually we're not driving the car's driving in full self-driving <laughs> and snow. we're going to see how we do yes. um so tune into that and thank you for being part of our communities for supporting us for watching till the end for hitting that like button and the subscribe button i know that we're asking that all the time like typical youtubers but it's what it's how it works here on YouTube. Yeah. If you don't hit those buttons, we don't share these messages with the people that need to hear them. So please help us out. It takes a second. It doesn't cost anything. And it helps get the show out to the people who need to learn about it. So we'll see you next week. Now, now you know. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.